first thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. Joining me as always, my co-host, Stephen Young of Rotogrinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. This week, we're going to talk bets for the Goodyear 400 at Darlington Raceway here on Running Hot. Last week, Denny Hamlin took his first win of the year with a Somewhat controversial last lap pass of Kyle Larson after making contact with Larson's left rear, getting him into the wall. But Larson used his amazing car control to kind of right the car and bring it home in second place, followed by just an absolutely amazing comeback from William Byron, who fell multiple laps down. He had a speeding penalty, he got into the wall at one point, but ultimately came back to finish third. Dude, we had a fight. Ross Chastain, Noah Gregson on pit road after the race. Ross Chastain getting a good lick in there, making contact with Noah Gregson's face. What a great race, Stevie. Just, I mean, it it had to be the best race of the year for sure. What do you think? I mean, best race with this new car. I, I mean, I think I would go out on the limb and say that. We had some really good races last year. Was the Coke 600 was really good last year. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, just that race was phenomenal. It had everything. I think if you're Larson and you don't want Hamlin to get to your left rear there, you got to drive it in a little bit deeper. I mean, I think it was a clean racing move. And I feel like the friends hugged it out on their jet on the way back to Charlotte. I mean, they're really good friends. And I think Larson definitely respects the move by Hamlin. And I think Hamlin, I think he he definitely pushed the issue. But I also feel like it was respectful. He didn't just go in there and trash his car. So he gave Larson an opportunity. I think those were two of the best cars. Hamlin had the best long run car all day at Kansas. And the fact that he was able to run him down and win that race was phenomenal. You talk about Byron. Uh, that was phenomenal. He was a yeah. really good car. Had a really crap like restart at the beginning of the race and just kind of never bounced back. Got two laps down after an issue. And fought all day to get back to the lead lap and finish third. So that was an accomplishment in itself. We talked a lot last week on the podcast about did Toyota catch up on the month and a half plus break that we had from the intermediates? And all I can say is yes. Yeah. Ford's still behind, but the Toyotas are right there with the Chevys. And I feel really good about them on like intermediate tracks right now. Yeah, I agree with you. And just overall, the racing was great. You could pass for the lead. You could pass throughout the field. There were some incidents, but it wasn't from bonehead driving. That was just good hard racing that caused a lot of incidents. And referring to the Hamlin move, one thing I noticed was, especially when you look at both drivers in car cameras, there was a, a tweet that had like both of them. Larson got into the wall. And so yep. while Hamlin was being very aggressive side drafting, prior to the contact, Larson got in the wall, not once, but twice. And I think that kind of bouncing off the wall the second time with Hamlin aggressively side drafting is why the contact occurred. And I think, you know, Larson definitely respects the move. I mean, Larson made a similar move at Chicagoland in 2018, the failed slide job on Kyle Busch. You know, he got into Kyle Busch's left rear, 
the only difference was it was coming out of two instead of down the backstretch. So Kyle Busch had a chance to come back on Larson and pay, repay the favor going into three and four at Chicagoland back in 2018. So I think Kyle Larson definitely understands and, and respects the remove. But what an amazing race. I agree with you. Best race so far in the next gen car. But we do move on from Kansas to Darlington, which should be another awesome race. Both races last year were absolutely spectacular. We do head to Darlington Raceway for 400 miles at the track too tough to tame. Darlington is a 1.366 mile egg-shaped oval with steep banking in the corners, 25 degrees in turns one and two, 23 degrees in turns three and four. Also produces a lot of tire wear, which we saw earlier this year at Auto Club. Kansas, we had some decent fall off. So it should make for a really good race with, again, more passing possible. So Stevie, Darlington, I know you like this racetrack. Talk about the racing here. Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, like any kind of car we've ever had at this racetrack, the racing is great. You can pass through the lead. We've had cars that are fast, be able to you know make passes. And you just have to be good because it's such a unique racetrack with the tire wear and how you have to enter turn one and how you have to enter turn three differently. You have to be good at this racetrack. So we can look at last year's data for Darlington and, you know, that's fantastic with the new car, but you have to look beyond that because you have to be good at this racetrack to succeed here. So it's just one of those racetracks where it always produces good racing and good races. So, I mean, we're on a good stretch. Kansas was fantastic. Darlington should be great. The all-star race is going to be wild. And then the Coke 600, I think we have to feel really good about the Coke 600 after seeing this car with the 1.5 package. So as NASCAR fans, we should all be really pumped. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, Darlington's interesting because we do get some upset winners here. I mean, think all the way back to Ricky Craven in 2003. And this is actually the 20th anniversary of that race as we are recording this. The Ricky Craven, Kurt Busch. Just legendary finishes, arguably the greatest finish of all time in NASCAR history. We had Regan Smith win in 2011. We had Eric Jones win last year. So you have to be good at Darlington to win at Darlington. So that's what's exciting about this race. It can produce some upsets. Will it this year? Probably not, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. So when we are looking at drivers for Darlington, what are you looking at when evaluating them for, for betting? At the end of the day, it's a steep track, so we can look at Homestead. I think that's potentially the best comp for this racetrack, but we also have to think tire wear, so we have to look at Auto Club as well. I mean, that gives us more recent data. Las Vegas is starting to get to that point where Las Vegas is a steep track. It's getting more tire wear, so I mean, if we look at what Goodyear is bringing this week as far as tire, you know, it's the same tire they ran at Vegas. It's the same tire they ran at Auto Club. They ran it at Homestead last October. It's a completely different tire than they ran at Darlington last year. And we did have a little bit of tire issues throughout the year last year. So looking at those races and those high tire wear like tracks and like seeing the fall off and knowing that like at the end of the day, we can trust the tires. We can look at that data as well. They ran this right side at Kansas last weekend. So like we have some decent tire data to look at. And I mean, I'm, I'm comping mostly to Homestead. But I also throw Auto Club in Las Vegas in there because I do think Las Vegas is getting to the point where it needs to be considered a comp to this track because of the tire wear at Vegas. I agree with all of that. And I'd go a step further. So first, let's talk about the tires and then I'll go a step further with you there. But tires, exact same tire package as Homestead last year. So I think that's very important. The exact same package, both the left side and the right sides. The right sides were used last year, Pocono, Kansas, 
Texas, Vegas, Auto Club, and or sorry, this year at Auto Club Vegas and Kansas as well. So last year when I say Kansas, Texas, and Vegas, those are all the second races at that track. Well, Texas just has the one, but Kansas two, Vegas two. So this year you mentioned Auto Club and the high tire wear. Totally agree. Agree with Las Vegas. Kansas is our most recent race, so I think you have to use that. It also was producing some solid tire wear, and it does have the variable banking up to 20 degrees. And Dover's a steep track, and all four of those races use the intermediate package. So I think you could take those four races and kind of just throw them into the blend and, and maybe weight them. Like maybe I'd weight Auto Club and, and possibly Vegas a little bit more. But I think you can almost just take an average of those uh, and then add in last year Homestead and then add in Darlington track history. And that's how I'm evaluating this race. But I am going to be putting a decent, and you'll hear in my bets, I'm going to be putting a decent chunk of weight on homestead from last year with this exact same tire package so speaking of last year stevie last year the both darlington races were i'd say semi-wild to pretty wild races <laughs> race number one we had larson wrecking out and then blowing his engine we had ross Chastain wrecking out we had joey logano hunting william byron for the win in that second race it seems like every toyota had a problem uh which ultimately allowed eric jones to to win so are we expecting another wild one at darlington always i think it all really at the end of the day this last final stage it all kind of depends because there's multiple strategies you can do as far as tire fall off and tire wear you can pit twice you can pit once if there's a caution when does the caution fall the tires are just it's not about fuel like fuel runs mean absolutely nothing at darlington so it's all about the tires and if you put on new tires you're going to run one to two seconds faster than guys on 50 lap tires so it all kind of depends on where that all falls but for some reason at this racetrack it always seems to equal out to give us really good finishes so do i expect a wild race yeah i always do <laughs> i mean i think you have to like go in knowing that like you know you're expecting a wild race so this might be one of those weeks where I, I do have outrights and I, I do the focus more on maybe like half unit outrights because I do think that like the it's a range of like maybe two to eight drivers instead of like one to four drivers winning this week. So like this might be a week I just have a little bit more outrights. Nothing like Daytona where I'll do like 10 outrights at like half units and stuff. Yeah. But it, it's definitely a week that I like to bet because I feel like as crazy as Darlington is, it's actually a pretty predictable race and it, it's usually very profitable for me. So I'm hoping to keep it running here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's usually a profitable race. Uh, I know I was on that Eric Jones 80 to 1 win last year. Don't bet Eric Jones this year at 65 to 1 or at 10 to 1 at some books. That's I saw 10 ridiculous. to 1, Nick, and I was like, what are they doing? Like, they you have to remember that as good as Eric Jones at this racetrack, he's won here twice in the Cup Series. He has multiple uh, top fives in the Xfinity Series as well. He's very good at this racetrack. He's very good at this racetrack type. You also have to remember, like, there's an announcement that they're leaving Chevy. They're mm -hmm. going to Toyota. They're going to be at the bottom barrel right now for Chevy in general. We've seen the speed kind of drop off a little bit for this team. Like Eric Jones was 19th at Auto Club, and that was before the announcement happened. Yes. So I think if we're looking at overall speed, maybe 80 to 1 again, I'd bet Jones. But 10 to 1 is laughable. Don't do that. Don't do that. Even if he wins and you're like, oh, I hit Jones at 10 to 1. No, don't feel good about that. It was not a plus EV bet. Honestly, I'm not even taking Eric Jones at 80 to 1 this year. Um, you mentioned Auto Club, right? So if I look at flags for Auto Club, Eric Jones, he was 24th in flags. Remember last year, Eric Jones was so good at Auto Club. He was in contention yep. for the win. And Auto Club 
does correlate a lot with Darlington, especially Darlington one. But I mean, obviously Eric Jones won Darlington two. But look at two years ago when he was with this same team back when it was called Richard Petty Motorsports. He finished 24th in the standings. He's currently 24th in the standings. That year in 2021, when he finished 24th in the standings, he finished something like 18th at Darlington, and he had a DNF where he was running in the 20s, mid-20s. He stayed out under the competition caution and immediately fell back and then uh, had his uh, wreck. But Eric Jones, not good that year at Darlington because the car wasn't running good and we're seeing the same thing this year. So I wouldn't even take him at 80 to one. So I want to get that out of the way before we get into our picks, because it is time to dive into some bets for Darlington. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around the track that they call too tough to tame the lady in black. That is four turns, one pick from each of us per turn before we drive into victory lane. So Time to take the green flag for the Goodyear 400 and dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, Stevie, we've taken the green flag. Start us off with your turn one pick. Well, I mean, this is just going to be a theme this week. I am very high on track house racing. So Ross Chastain top five plus 255 at BetMGM. Seeing this line anywhere from plus 170 to plus 220. So getting it at 255 on BetMGM before it moves, I think is smart. Chastain, best car at Auto Club earlier this year. I think he finished second to Kyle Busch in that race. We're comping that race. Darlington last year, he was hit or miss. The speed was there. Like just overall, he finished 20th and 30th in those races, but he ranked top five in both races in speed. So the speed was there. If we look at these high tire wear like steep tracks, they've been good for Chastain in every series. Even when he was in low-funded teams, he overproduced on these tracks. So we look back to Homestead, like Nick mentioned, he was fifth in speed at Homestead 2020, first in speed at Auto Club. Everything points to him being the guy this weekend. So you're going to hear me talk about him again eventually, but I like Chastain top five at plus 255. I think that's really nice value. I think after practice and qualifying, this could be in the like plus 120 to plus 150 range. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And Ross Chastain finished third in the Ganassi car a couple years ago at Darlington. He's really good at, like you said, at these high tire wear, steeper tracks. So this is right up his his alley here. So I really like that Ross Chastain pick. For my turn one pick, I'm going to go over to Christopher Bell as the top Toyota finisher at five to one. Last year at Darlington, Christopher Bell was third in green flag speed in the playoff Darlington race. And in both races last year, he finished in the top six. He had finishes of sixth in the first race, fifth in the second race last year, which made him top Toyota and second Toyota in those two races. So if we're just looking for top Toyota, I mean, he already had a first and a second last year at this very track in terms of just the Toyotas. Now, we are replacing Kyle Busch. With Ty Gibbs, that's a downgrade, but really we're kind of replacing Kyle Busch with Tyler Reddick. So that's almost a neutral. And then Ty Gibbs versus Ty Gibbs is is neutral. And, and you know, uh, the first race, John Hunter Nemechek. So we'll say that's all kind of neutral. So it's kind of the same field in terms of difficulty of the other Toyotas that he's facing last year. And last year he was first and second Toyota. So while I do think he should be the fourth Toyota in the pecking order, I mean, obviously I think we got to make Denny Hamlin number one. Truex up there, Reddick up there. I do think Bell should be fourth in the pecking order of the Toyotas. I still think five to one is just too long, especially given how crazy Darlington can get and how well 
Christopher Bell performed last year at Darlington. I do have him finishing as the top Toyota just over 19% of the time, making around plus 425 fare. So I take this, you know, five to one all the way down to like 450. Even I even would take it down to 425 all the way that fair value because I actually feel like my model is a bit underrating him here. I was kind of hoping that the books would sleep on Reddick as top Toyota and they didn't. So I, I like this. They kind of slept on Bell, which is, is fine with me because Hamlin and Truex, they both have crew chiefs that are somewhat aggressive as far as how they, they run that final stage. They will run longer. Hamlin runs longer and Truex runs longer. And all you have to have is like an untimely caution. And then you knock those two guys out like that. Okay. So now I'm going up against Reddick. So a head to head against Reddick and you're getting plus 500, five to one, like that's solid. This is already like plus 450 on most books. So jump on this one. I like it. I think Toyota is going to be really good this weekend. I think it's going to be the Chevy and Toyota show again. So here we are back to back weeks. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be the Chevy and the Toyota show. So that takes us through turn one. Now we're rim riding around into turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, let's get off the corner good here. What is your turn two pick? I'm going to stick to track house racing and go to Daniel Suarez for a top 10. He's plus 145 for a top 10. Three top 10 finishes in the four races with this tire. You know, we, we talked about how the tire and how this track has the high tire wear. He was top 10 in speed in two of the three races at Darlington and Homestead last season. So we're looking at the speed. We know Trackhouse is going to be good, especially after watching how fast they were at Auto Club. Suarez was third in speed. Chastain was first in speed at Auto Club. It's not shocking. They, they took huge leaps and bounds last year. This is a good racetrack type for both of these guys. Both of these guys are wheelmen where the tire starts to fall off and they can get up and drive it. So I like plus 145 here on Suarez. And it's just another one that I just, I want to jump on some of this stuff early because I do think like some of this stuff moves after practice and qualifying. Cause I think Suarez is going to be really good in practice. And I think he's going to qualify well, cause that's what Daniel Suarez does. Uh, he and like Austin Sindrick, they just go out and they qualify well <laughs> every single week. It feels like. Yeah, no, they definitely are. Austin Sindrick as well. I agree with that. They're both Austin definitely... Sindrick is like Ryan Newman, man. Back in the day, Rocket Man. Like Sindrick doesn't always have like race speed, but gosh, you can count on him to make the final round like every week, it seems like. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. And, and similar for Daniel Suarez, he has some really good qualifying performances. This hasn't been the best track for him in his career, but last year, like you said, he definitely stepped it up. So I can see top 10 plus 145 right there. Definitely like that bet. For my turn to pick, I'm going to stick with Christopher Bell. Now, if you don't want to get over-invested in Christopher Bell, this would be a good bet to pass on because there's a lot of juice here. I'm taking Bell minus 225 over Eric Jones, the guy we mentioned earlier at BetMGM. And it's all about just Jones being overpriced this week. People know it's his best track. They know he won last year. And I talked about this. Legacy Motor Club is having a down year. You talked about how Chevy's essentially pulling the support because they're going to Toyota next year. I mentioned Jones is 24th in the standings. Two years ago when he was 24th in the standings, he finished 18th and 34th in the Darlington races. And we've already talked about how good Bell is, how he's been this year, how he was last year. There's no issues kind of plaguing Joe Gibbs racing right now. If you look at flags 
Christopher Bell has been well ahead of Eric Jones in every single race using this intermediate package. So I have Christopher Bell winning this 73% of the time. So that's value at minus 225. I know people hate laying juice. And if you want to take Bell, I would prefer you take the top Toyota if you picked one of them. But I do have this as a value bet as well at minus 225. I mean, just to kind of talk one more point on like Eric Jones and like Auto Club last year and how well he ran at Darlington. He was first in speed at Auto Club 2022. He was 19th in speed this season at Auto Club. The speed is just not the same for him right now. I mean, I'm just going to stick with my point. I think that they're leaving Chevy and they're at the bottom of the pecking order for Chevy right now. Like we all kind of thought like, hey, Jimmy Johnson's going to come in and Legacy is going to get more funding from Chevy. And like, this is going to be a huge thing. Well, guess what? Jimmy Johnson's like, see ya. And, and like, I think it's great for what it's worth. I think legacy going to Toyota is fantastic. I think it's going to be really good for the sport for Toyota to have a third, like strong team and Chevy to kind of have one less team to have to worry about. I think it's just good for the sport overall. So it's just not good for right now. So I like this one. I think Bell has outperformed Eric Jones and every aspect this year. Yeah, definitely has. So it would pretty much take, and, and Darlington does have a decently high DNF rate, but it would pretty much take a DNF or a major incident for Christopher Bell or some kind of like late race mayhem. So I, my model is basically factoring all that in and saying there's about a 27% chance of that happening. Otherwise, if it's just based off of speed, Bell is absolutely going to win this bet. But that gets us through turns one and two. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. We've gone down the backstretch and it's time to barrel into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Steve, we're heading into turn three. Lead us in. I mean, one of the only like Ford bets that I'm somewhat interested in all this year or this week, not this year, Brad Keselowski top 10 plus 145. I'm not going to be very high on Ford. This isn't a good track for Blaney. I will say, like I was hoping the books would kind of overlook Logano because he's been one of the fastest on highest tire wear tracks. They didn't. So if Logano qualifies bad and we can maybe take advantage of that, he is really good at this racetrack type. So just wanted to throw that out there. But Keselowski top 10. Keselowski has finished top 10 in three straight high wear tire intermediate tracks. Darlington, Homestead, Auto Club. If we throw Vegas in there, it's close. But 
I, I have this closer to even. I think it's an overreaction for his struggles last weekend at Kansas. He, they just they completely missed last week, and it's okay to do that. It happens. It's going to happen a lot with this new car for the first few years, but he has a 12.1 average finish over the last 10 Darlington races. He's won this race. He's very good at this racetrack in general, and this is a good racetrack type for Keselowski in general. So I think a top 10 is not out of the question, and I think we're getting pretty good value here at plus 145 for a guy that I would expect him to be a good car. And I mean, they're aggressive pitch strategy wise too. So the aggressiveness might pay off for a top 10 here. Yeah, I agree with you. So I'm going to I'm gonna bump draft you here and uh, as we're going into turn three and just give you a little push in there because I'm going to tell you here, but I'm going to go a little different route. I'm going to maybe take the, the lower line and I'm going to take Brad Keselowski as the top four to finisher at eight to one. Everything you said, but one thing I really want to point out, remember, we're on the same tire combination as Homestead last year. And at that race, I hit Keselowski Top forward, I hit him at, I think, 20 or something ridiculous to one. He's eight to one now, but I still like that because they've made a lot of improvements, RFK has. So Keselowski finishes a top four driver at that Homestead race last year. You mentioned those three straight top tens at high tire wear intermediates. Darlington last year, Homestead, now Auto Club this year. I mean, he was 12th in flags at Auto Club earlier this year. So he's right there on that, like you said, on that borderline of top 10. And he was actually... uh the third Ford. So Logano's going to be good. Harvick's going to be good. Blaney, this is a pretty questionable track for him, which is why I think, you know, that opens up a little bit of value here on some of the Fords down the board. I mean, I could see if you wanted to take Michael McDowell, if he was long enough, or, you know, if you wanted to take Chris Buescher, if he was long enough, because there's a lot of value here. And the rest of Stuart Haas hasn't been performing. I mean, Chase Briscoe is out to lunch at the intermediate tracks. He's been 30th or worse in flags in every single race. So when we're looking at the Ford camp, it's basically Logano, Harvick, Blaney, the RFK cars, and like McDowell at this point uh, in terms of like who I think could finish as top Ford in this particular race. So it's not a huge field and you definitely need to weigh the top of the board more. But in a race where Blaney, this is one of his worst tracks, is down, then I think it's a really good situation for Keselowski. And we talked about just how good he's been at similar tracks and and here last year and at Homestead last year. So right there with you on the Keselowski train. Any thoughts on the top Ford bet? Busher was outside the top 20 at Auto Club and Speed. Priest was 23rd. Blaney was 24th. Harrison Burton was 27th. You mentioned McDowell. I had a lot of interest in McDowell at 40 to one as top forward. And I was digging through the stats because I mean, this was a really good track for him type last year. I mean, McDowell had one of the best average finishes at Homestead and Darlington last year. He he had some speed and it wasn't like just random finishes, but looking at it, he was really slow too at auto club this year. Mm -hmm. So I think you're really just kind of looking at it and you're going, all right, he has to beat Logano and Harvick. Good track type for both of those guys. So at eight to one, beating two guys, I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of my my line of thinking here with the the top four to bet. So that is turn three. Time to roll into turn four. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, take us through turn four before we get to victory lane. It's kind of sad that I hit this bet last week because we had. <laughs> We had a Larson outright on the show last week. So I was I was sad that we got the Toyota race winner last week, but I'm going back to it this week at plus 145. Listen, we saw how fast they were last year at this racetrack. They had three or four of the, the four fastest cars at Darlington 2 last year were all Toyotas. 
they obviously hit on something at this type of track. We saw how fast they were at Kansas last week. I mean, this is the same right side tire we ran at Kansas. So this is a really strong track type for Hamlin, Truex, Bell, Reddick. I mean, like last week, I want to jump on the Toyota train early. You know, we talked about this bet. I think it was 150 or 140 or so. It was so it was something where we talked about value and it ended up being negative. You had to pay juice by the end of the weekend. So I'm yeah. jumping on the Toyota race winner again. I think it's Toyota versus Chevy. I like Chevy. I like there's a couple guys, you know, even our our victory lane pick. So maybe a little hedge off of a victory lane pick here with the Toyota race winner. I mean, it's a plus EV hedge. And that's the kind of hedge I like. If your outright bet is good, maybe on a Chevy, and then your Toyota to win bet is good as a plus EV bet. It becomes a natural hedge where both bets are plus EV. And that's the kind of hedge I like. And to your point last week, at the end of the first stint, before like the first round of pit stops happened, the Toyotas were running one to six right before that first round of pit stops happens. That's all on speed. Toyota was literally running one through six. I tweeted it out right as that pit cycle started. And so that was just uh, really good to see. But For my turn for pick, I'm going to go with a guy who finished top 10 last week, and I'm going to go to Austin Dillon top 10 at three to one. Darlington's a really good track for him. He's finished top 10 in five of his 13 career starts. So that's already better than two to one in terms of odds. If you just take five divided by 13, look at that percentage. That'd be better than two to one. That includes the first three races of his career at Darlington. He did not finish in the top 10. So five of his last 10, literally 50% of his starts at Darlington have been in the top 10. His finishes have been. And that includes three of his last five in the top 10. So, I mean, we're getting a guy who's really good at this track type, and he seems to have only gotten better at this track type, this specific track. And I say track type because, again, same tires. Homestead last year finished fourth in this in the Homestead race on the exact same tire package. And remember, we're moving tires from Darlington last year. They're not going to be the same as Darlington this year. So we can really use that Homestead finish from last year where he finished fourth. Earlier this year, he wasn't amazing at Auto Club. He was 17th in my flags metric, which was the other high tire wear. But he did get back on track last week at Kansas, like I said, finishing 10th. And he not only held off, but he pulled away from Kevin Harvick on that last stint to finish in the top 10 there. He also has, when we look at finishes at Darlington, I mentioned five of 13 career starts in the top 10. But he has two finishes of 11th and one of 12th, 12th place finish. So... Of his 13 starts, eight of them have either been in the top 10 or within two positions of the top 10. So you gotta, gotta take a look at Austin Dillon top 10 at three to one. And I really, really like that Homestead stat where he finished fourth on this tire package. So I have plus 225 as fair simply because overall he hasn't run as well this year. So I don't, I don't think it should be better than two to one. But I would definitely bet this at three to one. I would definitely bet this all the way down to that plus 225 number. Top 10s in three of the four races with this tire. The one that he missed on was Auto Club, but Kyle Busch had second best car at Auto Club. And you would be you'd be a fool to think that like he's not going and talking and working with Kyle. And like RCR was really good at Darlington last year. Reddick was one of the best mm-hmm. cars. So I think you have to be excited about getting this at three to one. I, I'm actually going to tell you on this one. Shout out to Rotodoc in my article later. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to tell you on this one. I think this was a fantastic value. Uh, this one's going to move. We talk about stuff moving. This one's going to move. Yeah, this one will will definitely move. And uh, it's it might be my favorite bet 
of the week at this point based off of everything that's available right now. I like a couple of the outrights I got earlier in the week, but those have since moved. But I think this is my favorite bet, which is why I saved it for turn four, because we now need to move into victory lane. So Stevie, we've taken the checkered flag. What is our victory lane pick this week? We got to go to the haymaker, right? Uh, yeah, the guy that's been throwing haymakers. No, I mean, Ross Chastain's 11 to 1 on BetMGM. I mean, this was the best car with this tire combo in the four races that we've seen it. He was in extremely fast at Auto Club earlier this year. He probably should have won that race. I dominated. So if we're comparing everything that we have data wise with this new car, with this tire, with this type of track, getting Chastain at 11 to 1, I think is fantastic value. So you know, we were talking about it pre-show and like trying to decide on, I mean, cause there's, I, I think legitly three to six guys that I don't mind betting outright right now. So I think Chastain, we talked about it being a plus EV off of the Toyota race winner. I talked about how fast he is at this type of racetrack and, you know, a top five bet, but I'm going to follow up the top five with a win bet as well, because I do think Chastain has the ceiling to win this race. Yeah. I agree with that. Chastain absolutely has the ceiling to win this race. And I mean, we look last year, he was running, running, battling Denny Hamlin for the lead when he had his accident in the first Darlington race, was running well inside the top five when some kind of issue came up with the car. And, you know, he was running really well in speed in that race. And then we talked about how he finished third in a Ganassi car here. So this is just a really good track for him. I think 11 to one. Pretty close to value. I'm going to hold off myself on betting this, not because I think it's a bad bet, but simply because I have two other outrights that I think I'm pretty comfortable with. So I think I can hold off until I see practice and qualifying to make any more. But I definitely do like this bet. So that is our victory lane pick. Ross Chastain, 11-1 at BetMGM to win the Goodyear 400 at Darlington. But that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Darlington episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the All-Star Race. Yes, we're already at the All-Star Race this year. It is at North Wilkesboro. That is going to be so exciting. I cannot wait for that. There will be bets available, so we will definitely be doing a Running Hot for that. On behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.